0: If you pass a beggar on the street, do you give money? Earlier this year, Pope Francis said, giving is always right. You could also argue, on the other hand, that it's misplaced generosity. You don't have to be cold-hearted to say that giving to beggars might cause more harm than good. Well, on God forbid, we spoke directly to beggars and these are their stories.
1: No, no, don't make hundreds of dollars a day, I wish, you know, like, that would be good, but uh, at least make at least $30 to $60 a day and that would pay for a night at a backpackers or somewhere, you know, so. Three people gave me a $50 note.
2: Well, realistically, I was making $4 a day. Right. So some people are making 200, and then somebody puts something on the internet not to give to people on the street. So you're pushing it if you get 50, you know, I do, you know. Some girls started going over the internet, why should you give people on the street money, you know. Charity begins at home and all that, but some people don't have homes, you know. I'm in temporary accommodation with a friend, which could end any time if we have an argument or something, and then I'll be back on the street. I live up there near Town Hall, I don't have a safe house or anything. I live out in the um, park, close to the church. surfing uh, at the moment, just
1: day by day. Got a place to stay, but out on the street during the day. Uh, at the moment I don't have a place to stay, I'm waiting for Department of Housing to get my own place and at the moment I'm just like coasting along trying to pay for backpackers and stuff like that, homeless line, ring the homeless line and um, hopefully they give me a bed for the night, so sometimes that, don't, that doesn't happen, so I had no other choice to ask for help. It was either that or sleep at the train station every day and it just got to the point I had to get up and you know. Motivate myself and try and find someone that will help, you know.
2: It was a marriage breakdown which brought on a nervous breakdown, too. So, yeah, I I, I don't think I was thinking straight, you know. Uh,
3: Relationship breakdown uh, and alcohol. Housing Trust told my mum I can't stay at her place, so.
2: My wife died. My wife died and I just got sick and tired of um, being pushed around by people that you work with and that and I sort of stuff it. I'm on my own now, mate, so I might as well be on you, mate. I'm not on the pension or the dole or anything. They they ruined my paperwork. I've been here 20 years. And, um, yeah, a lot of terrible things happened all at once, basically. And I was sleeping in the park for about five or six or seven years and it was really, really bad.
3: I've met a lot of nice people. A lot of nice people. That's been the best part. Like I enjoy, I've got regulars that stop every day and stop and have a chat. They're not judgmental. You know, really nice people. And worst thing, being on the street. That's the worst thing, not having somewhere to go every night, you know? Not being able to get up and have a shower and go to work and living a so-called normal life. You know?
2: When I'm on the street, I, I, I sleep with people that can protect me, but um, I think I've been date-raped, you know, when you don't know it's happened, but it's happened, but that's the worst, you know. Uh, getting kicked while I'm sitting down or laying down. Police bashing you up, like locking you up for no reason, handcuffing you for no reason, that's got to be the worst thing. You, go you get bashed up by um, a civilian, right? And the police, you tell the police about it, and then they end up locking you up.
3: They're all right towards me. I don't give them any lip. Treat them the way I expect to be treated. Just but
1: they leave you alone if you're not in the, if you're in the not in private places and that you know they le- usually leave you alone, so which is good. They don't mind me doing what I do. I can work. I'm willing to work, but no one will give me an opportunity.
2: I think I have got a future. It's just I have to go out and look for these people, you know.
0: Beggars on the streets of Sydney. We'll get the panel's reaction in just a sec. But first, the view of the Salvation Army regarding begging. They say that in Melbourne, professional beggars and scammers are operating. There are other charities that say giving cash instead of food and shelter to beggars simply supports and perpetuates drug and alcohol abuse. So giving to charity, is that the most effective thing to do? Well, historian and author Professor Ross Fitzgerald could not disagree more strongly. He says giving cash direct to beggars is the healthiest option, especially if the beggar is an addict. How so? Well, he does speak with knowledge of the topic. He himself is an alcoholic, and he's this week's Voice in the Wilderness. Voice in the Wilderness
4: I do give money to people who are begging, especially if I think they're alcoholics or addicts hanging out for a drink or a drug. I mean, I live in Redfern, and I often give money so that they don't uh, go into the DTs, into delirium tremens, because alcoholics can die going into the DTs. But at the same time, I say, well, if ever you want to stop drinking, the local AA meeting meets on a Saturday at 2 o'clock at Kepos Street, Redfern. I'm a sober alcoholic, I haven't had a teaspoonful of alcohol for about 47 years and in my case if I hadn't have stopped drinking and taking other drugs at 24 I wouldn't have made 25.
0: So should I have given a young Ross Fitzgerald money had I passed you on the street? Would that have been a helpful way to get you to where you are now which is alcohol free?
4: That wouldn't have made any difference one way or the other like most alcoholics I had to reach a situation where I realised that if I was to survive I had to be free of alcohol and it's a very cunning disease alcoholism and often the person that has it is the last to know for example I mean I had terrible terrible trouble caused a great deal of grief But it was only until the very day that AA came across me that it ever occurred to me to do anything about my drinking, and yet I was hospitalised many times for alcoholism and addiction.
0: But that's interesting what you say. If I had given you money, or had I not given you money, it wouldn't have had an impact either way. Yet so many people who refuse to give cloak that in a garment of, well, it's in the person's best interest.
4: Yes, people do that, but uh, I don't think that's particularly helpful, that sort of moralism. People like me weren't bad people who need to get good, but I was a sick person who could recover if I somehow learned not to drink uh, any alcohol one day at a time. And Alcoholics Anonymous is by far the most successful agency in helping alcoholics to stop drinking, so usually I say, why not avail yourself of the best?
0: And there's no moralism inside those AA meetings?
4: No moralism at all. And that is incredibly seductive in a good sense because most of us have been uh, at the receiving end of vast amounts of you should do this or you shouldn't do that. But what happens at AA is that other alcoholics who have recovered simply tell their stories, and that has a remarkable effect.
0: Do the charities that we all know, do they engage in moralism?
4: Oh, many do, and many make it a condition of, of help to take part in Christian or, or other uh, services. Which is why I think that the gift of one to one is cleaner and uh, more healthy.
0: Even though you're not in a position to provide emergency shelter or hook up with uh, the latest research or connect people to services on a as needs basis.
4: Well, it's a bit like why I'm in favour of injecting rooms, that you need to keep people alive long enough so that there is a prospect of recovery. Dead alcoholics don't get sober. Dead, dead addicts uh, don't get clean.
0: Professor Ross Fitzgerald, who's written no less than 39 books, including his memoir, My Name is Ross, An Alcoholic's Journey. Well, he's nearly 50 years sober, and he still attends AA every week. Well, so what's the panel's attitude?
5: Well, can I ask you a question?
0: Has this guy ever
5: been homeless? All he talks about is alcoholism.
6: Mm, That's a good point, actually. I mean, going on what he said there, I would suggest that if that's the case, why don't we provide the same as the injecting rooms for alcoholics as well? Why don't we give them a place to go free of charge and, and get treated? Are you saying that you're, unlike him, opposed
0: to giving money to beggars who are clearly in the state of addiction? I'd probably have to say I am, yeah. yeah. And, John, your view about giving to beggars who are clearly addicted?
5: Oh, look, you know, depends what mood I'm in. I mean, I can't solve the problem. Yeah. Sometimes I walk past, sometimes I, I you know.
7: It's funny because um, I used to do that before, give money to beggars, you know, even though, like, I was in the same position. But Even any, when
0: you were homeless, you gave even, money to beggars. Exactly.
7: <clears throat> I used to give money to each and everybody. And then I, I ask myself, am I really supporting the habit instead of people finding help, seeking help? So now I'm, I'm on the other side now and I can only give to somebody who's worthy, mm. you know, on the street. You yeah. know, what I mean by worthy is that, you know, if there are two people sitting there under the tunnel at Central Station and I'm walking past, one is having a cigarette with a mobile phone, I would give, you know, money to the other one.
6: Yeah, I you have know. to agree. Yeah. Um, and you would, we've got to remember <laughs> that not everyone—not everyone—is a drug and alcohol addicted person who's begging.
5: No, but Gina, can uh, I ask you this? You said earlier you were a very religious person, brought up in a very religious yeah, family. Exactly. Do you sometimes feel that by giving to a beggar, that God might be kind to you in response?
7: I think it's a Christian—it's a Christian act, because it's not. I'm not the judge. You know, at the end of the day, but I by can't... being
5: a good person, God got a better chance of giving you a bit of a serve.
7: Of course. Yes, exactly. You give things like, you know, one in one fold, you get ten folds back.
5: And that's it, what I'm getting at, yeah. So it's not for you, it's yeah. for him, the beggar.
7: Uh, yeah, what? it's for the beggar. And, yes. John,
0: who is your stinginess for?
7: Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's, un- that's unkind, John. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You've now, got to
6: remember that I, I, I see people every day who, who prioritise drugs and alcohol and cigarettes over food and, and a shelter over them. And, and they're doing that by choice. But so. that happens all across
0: society. Listen to this fabulous line from Eureka Street. A beggar comes up to a priest and the priest says, look, if I give you money, you're only going to spend it on grog. But if I keep the money... I'll only spend it on grog. So here's a yeah. few yeah. dollars. Yeah, yeah exactly. fair enough. We're well, fed.
5: Yes. that's
4: it.
0: Well, <laughs> begging is illegal in uh, one form or another in Victoria, South Australia, Northern Territory, Queensland, Tasmania. Uh, in other states, police can give beggars uh, move on orders, and this relates to the, uh, you know, police and beggars and scammers and and everyone else and in between. So I want to know. Uh, firsthand what the relationship is like. John, what relationship have you had with cops and council rangers?
5: Well, actually, a good question, because we've had a very, when I say we, the park community, have had a very good, very good relationship with, with the rangers and the police. Mind you, we've got to have a sticker on our car and we can stay. If you haven't got a sticker, you'll be fine. But we all know... So
0: you actually can legally park in the car can, park of a
5: beach? You can, but you're not supposed... And suppo- sleep in there. Well, no, you're not supposed to camp. But on the northern beaches, there's this give and take. In a sense, also, we're the caretakers. A bit of
0: flexibility. Yeah,
5: because, I mean, we're there when people come in and have parties, blow-ins, and they'll have a campfire and leave, you know, and next morning, the whole place is trashed with cans and rubbish and, you know, fast food containers. We don't do that. And so, in a sense, we have been known to say, hey, guys, move on. Enough's enough, you know. Because we've got the numbers. Interesting. It is interesting, and the police in the same way have got wind of that. We're not harming anybody. We're not the ones having gang meetings and and you know, ripping into the night at three o'clock in the morning, we've got this convivial
0: relationship with those people. Gina, what was your relationship with police like over those seven years on the streets?
7: Well, um it was okay. You know, I was never hassled by the police then, but except for the council, you know, they have to wake us up early in the morning to take your bed and move.
0: Interesting, council moved you on, but not police. Not police, but council. This is because you were living in a Sydney city park?
7: Yes, and even under the bridge in Wollumaloo or anywhere for that matter, uh, yes, uh, the council will wake you up at five or five thirty in the morning and that's it. You cannot say, like, you know, wake me up at 6 or I will leave at 6.30. When they say move the bed and move along, that's it. There's no snooze button. No, no snooze.
0: And, and Omar, you try to have good relations with the police at the Exodus Foundation?
6: Yeah, look, again, it's in our best interest to have a supportive environment from both rangers and police um, because we have to work alongside them. Occasionally, on occasion, we have to deal with very challenging behaviours and we have to have someone, we have, we need a police assistance So the good thing about that is I I think in the last few years, police are now getting trained in mental health as well, which is a, a massive step forward because it means we can assume they'll have an understanding around some of the issues we face, in which case they'll be able to deal with people in a more calm way, peaceful way.